Welcome to the 12th, 20th episode of the Wolves Women podcast. I'm your host, Nick. I'm joined by Sai. Evening, everyone. And Tom. Evening, everyone. And we'll crack straight on into the Brighouse game, the home Brighouse game, which was played at Molyneux. First of all, let's just touch on the attendance. 2,477 in attendance. I mean, that's just impressive, isn't it, Sai? Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it doesn't quite um, it doesn't quite um, compare with Newcastle at the weekend, but uh, but yeah, two thousand at there with a relatively short notice on a midweek in the dead rubber. Realistically, uh, it was just nice, just goes to show that you know maybe next season they can hopefully, regardless of what division, um, start doing a couple more. The appetite's there, and probably. If we were to play a, a meaningful game, a localish derby, depending on the division that they could get in except probably double that with enough notice and on a weekend. Um yeah. so yeah, really, really good, really good. And and not only that, is I love that the the few of the players also the same thing about how well Wolves treated them and they did everything they could for them and really put them on a to give them the full experience, as well as the the opposition as well, as well as Brigos, they did that as well. It wasn't just like, here's the keys to the changing rooms, go and sort yourself out, you know, use the pitch. It was that uh, they had the whole experience. That was nice to hear. Yeah. I mean, just a couple of things on that, Tom. I mean, I think what was alluded to later on on Twitter was that the attendance was actually capped at two and a half thousand. So there was only that lower stand, lower part of the Billy right open. So therefore, more could have attended. So I think that, that sounds really. I think whilst it's positive, obviously attendance it's, it shows interest there. Yeah, most def- yeah, most definitely. You know, um, it raises how the attendance was capped, so you know we sold out near enough capacity and um, what was given. So you know, I think that if Wolves had put more tickets on, I think we'd have probably had more crowd. I think we probably could have opened the South Bank or you know part of the North Bank and. We probably sold even more, as I said. So I said, and if it had been on a weekend, we could have easily got double with enough notice. So yeah, it's just brilliant. Yeah, and pick up on what you said. So one of the things I noticed, and I don't know whether you guys noticed it, but in the picture of the girls all in the change room afterwards, if you zoom in, the plaques above the seats all had their names on. It wasn't just there's Connor Cody's name. You you go and sit in Connor Cody's seat. It was no. There's Beth Merrick's seat. There's Anna Price's seat. That's your seat. I think that's a really special touch, personally. Uh, and I expect it went down really well with the players. It seems to have done. Um, diving into the football, the lineup on the day was Shan Turner, Laurel Cooper, Emma Cross, Maz, Sammy George, Jay Cross, Amber Hughes, Kelly Darby, the captain's armband, Anna Morfitt, Beth Merrick, and Leah Burridge. I, mean, I think. Sai, the top seems team seem pretty much picks itself at the time, didn't it? Yeah, it's it's a settled side, and, and I know that there's an argument for um, getting some reserve team players in, but they just keep that can that continuity of the teams, the system, and, and if we are, and we've made a couple of tinkered in the next couple of games at the back, but that you know the the team really does sort of pick itself at the moment. They need to continue to playing together. You know, midfield is really important, and Leah's still gelling in with the side. Um, we will come on to future games later, and I haven't didn't get a chance to go to the Brigos game, but she sort of improved a lot from when I first saw her, and that can only come with minutes from from the uh, minutes in the team. Um, but yeah, I would say that is our first choice eleven at the moment, and and probably rightfully so. And I mean, finished two all. 
Maz, well, it was known goal for the opening goal. Excellent header. I mean, I think uh, even the, the Brighouse player admitted it was an excellent header. Um, but Maz got the, the second Wolves goal there. I mean, so far, sort of in April, Tom, Maz has got four in four in April and well, seven goals in the last seven games as of today. I mean, we'll touch on the later games later, but seven goals so far. She's on fire. Yeah, she is. Um, and, you know, since she's come back from injury, you know, she's she's been in an inspired form and she's brought something different um, to the team. And, you know, she's banging in the goals. And, yeah, it's just brilliant to see her back, you know, back into playing football again after so long out. You know, it's hard to come back like like the way she's did after having so many out, having months and months out. I mean, the first game she played this, this year was in 2022. She missed the first half, the complete first half of the season. So, you know, to come back into the team and to be in the form that she has is just amazing. And hopefully that continues. Yeah, she's really sort of started to get into a goal-scoring um, routine and uh, since this uh, last couple of um, last couple of months. Talking of injuries, Sai, H did come on to the pitch, but had to go off injured. And if, uh, it just, I just don't think we're going to see her for the rest of the season now. I had a chat with her uh, before the game. Uh, Luffbridge grabbed five minutes with her and just asked how it was. Um, it's calf again that's given her grief. Um, asked her if she's going to be available for the playoff. She said no, but she's still going to be there. She said, I'm telling myself no, just in case. But if ever there's a player that maybe can you get 20, for whatever reason, can you give me 20 minutes at the end? Can you give me 20 minutes at the end to see it out or we need a goal or we need something? It's not a bad option to have, is it? Um, so, you know, she won't be she won't be taking part in the County Cup final. She won't be taking part, uh, you know, and probably won't be starting um, in the game, in the playoff. But every time she's come on, especially lately, that, that extra little bit of quality and think, I know we've won the league, etc. And, I just think keeping her feet was massive because she and the link up obviously because she's played with Maz and Amber for so long and Beth, but that that sort of that nucleus and that link up it is a real shame because we all need that quality and that little bit of um, different dynamic from the from the midfield um, to what we've got at the moment. But it, it is a shame. Uh, I hope all you know things all being well that uh, she recovers from it and if we're in the the correct division uh, next season that we can get another season out of her and. Uh, and utilise. I mean, she's our our Moutinho. Oh, she's a quality. I don't know player. if she drinks wine. I don't know if she drinks wine though. I'll have to ask her. Red wine. Ah, there you go. Talking about that, I mean, just t- quickly touching on another player you mentioned there, Beth. I, I was sort of rewatching the highlights earlier today from that that game against Brickhouse, and I think it was really interesting how Beth had drifted right into the centre to break up the play for that second for, for the second goal, and it was her that started that play. I think it shows. How she offers so much more than just through the through the out wide, don't you agree, Sike? Yeah. Um, when she first came, she's absolutely brilliant and quality, and I think that you, she visibly she she visibly gets frustrated with herself. I like what she's doing with Jade. I've asked her about the switching of flanks, and it's something that me and you picked up on. You know, they usually switch flanks ten minutes before the end of a half, or and and Mac gives them the free license to do it themselves. It's not it's not a um, it's not an instruction. It, it is okay. I paraphrase from what I was told. It is rarely instructed, but nine times out of ten, when they choose to switch flanks to her and Jade, they've decided it between themselves. Um, and one of the home games I went to earlier, I can't remember where she was really getting frustrated on the right hand side, getting absolutely not getting a sniff. Switched over to the left and created things, but she scored a hell of a lot of goals for Cobb United from more of a central position. 
Um, I'm sure she was their top goal scorer last season um, from much more of a central position. But uh, I think she's been excellent. I think she's got ridiculously high standards of herself, beats herself up far too much. But, um, you know, a massive, massive asset. Um, and we'll go on to a little nugget from, from Loughborough game as well about how important she is to this team later on. Yeah. And Tom, I mean, obviously, she's a Wolves fan at the end of the day. You know, she was when it was announced, she was saying, no one better sit, sit in my seat. That must have been so special for her playing on that, on that Molyneux turf. Yeah, it would. Um, you know, she's a Wolves fan. She's Wolves through and through. And, you know, to get given a chance to play on the Molyneux pitch is just amazing for her. And she'd have loved every second of it, you know, because she, she's a season ticket holder. She's in the stands watching the games, watching the men's team week in, week out. So to get that to get that um, chance to go or go out and walk out on that Molyneux pitch in front of what two thousand five hundred fans, it's just amazing for her. So yeah, yeah, with the full light show, the fans screaming, and then obviously at the very end, that what made it very special for for the the players and the fans was the dishing out of the shirts and doing the autographs. So, I mean, I think that was so important, Tom. Don't you? Agree. Yeah, it was. It was just, it was just brilliant. It was brilliant to see. Moving on up to the second Brighouse game, they were so close back to back, pretty much over the, either side of the Easter weekend. Um, one all draw again, or one all draw. Um, Maz on the score sheet again. Um, run through what the official, what the Wolves Twitter account lineup was tweeted out, which was. Shan, Laura Cooper, Emma Cross, Maz Gauntlet, Tammy George, Amber Hughes, Anna Morfitt, Kelly Darby, Ali Miller, Beth Merrick and Leah Burridge. There was some confusion because certainly all the pictures later on, Tom, that I saw was Morph with the captain's armband. And then on the FA Women's National League website, Rhea Elsmore was down as playing rather than Kelly Darby. And she was not there. Um, so I presume, and I don't know, you've heard anything, Tom, that Kelly picked up a knock and wasn't available or was poorly. I don't know you've heard anything, Tom? No, I've not heard anything. Um, and I've seen the official line-up, um, what come out, and obviously um, and on the FA website, she wasn't playing, so I presume obviously she's um, picked up a knock or an illness or something like that, what prevented her from playing. But yeah, other than that, I've not heard anything. Uh, and I mean the the goal. Sorry, I mean we we t- talked about this goal in the in the group chat. I mean it was a bit of a scruffy goal in the end for Maz with, it, but there was a foul on Amber in the in the build up. Um, your thoughts on the goal, Sai? Great refereeing. Um, I if I if I have one more person tell me how bad that referee was, I get Brighouse. Literally the first thing because everyone comes up and goes, Sai, oh my god, this referee, oh my god, and and I'm like. I've heard, I've had good chats about this referee, but you know, good advantage for the goal, um, which I've first viewing looked like um, there was a foul on the keeper, and then I've looked at it again several times over. But, um, but yeah, the uh, we don't wolves women don't moan about referees. They don't, they don't go out of their way to to make a point that they were bad. I have found out that this referee was a replacement referee at last second, so normally we had to bore you of the. Um, of the steps to normally a level four referees required to referee in the Midlands division and the National League division. So they will have gone through the system and been promoted via merit and fitness tests, etc. Clearly, this referee that they've managed to drag in at the last second uh, wasn't. I actually had uh, found out that the lines 
uh, lineswoman, the assistant referee, the female assistant referee was apologising profusely to the bench saying, I can't wait to get out of here. I just want to go home. This is the most embarrassing thing I've, I've ever seen. Rich, I have been there. I, I have been there myself. I, I have, you know, I don't particularly think I'm a particularly good referee. I just think I'm fair and I'm honest and I talk to people and communicate well. But uh, I've been there on the line with some really horrendous ones and I'm not one for being bloody minded and just going with them. If the referee made a mistake, a clear and obvious error, that of which I am no uh, not in a position to get involved in, but I'm in a position to give my opinion. Um, I will, I will say, and they were literally just couldn't apologise enough. Um, yeah, for for the whole throughout the game, it wasn't just big decisions; it was just consistently. So it's a, it's a shame to see, but it was a one-off. I think the standards of officials has been pretty good. Um, from my personal experience of being involved and from spectating, so clearly just a one-off and no good refs up north. Well, yeah, I was going to say as long as it wasn't the the Middlesbrough, the guy from Middlesbrough, that's all that matters. Um, I, mean, I think just touch on the sort of the two games put together. I mean, I think obviously the sort of the, the what came out from today from the second Brickhouse game was a tough location, very sort of tough environment to play. But I think we said before the Brickhouse games, they're a tough team. They are a real sort of um they're not they were never going to be any pushovers, Tom. And I think that's been proved over these last two games. Yeah, um, you know, we're, we're a decent side, we're a decent setup, and um, you know. Which just shows, I mean, they've took some big results out of some top teams this year, not only us, but others in the league as well, in and around us. So, you know, there's never going to be a pushover. It was always going to be a tough game. And, you know, we, we didn't get beat by them. Um, and, you know, I've seen them at Molyneux and they've got, you know, a couple of pasty players in there. And we really did cause us some problems um, in that game as well. So, you know, it was always going to be tough. So to come, come out there and we got two points out of them, albeit the season was over by then anyway. But, you know, it's two 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 draws and no defeats out of them, so, you know. Uh, and, yeah, and exactly, and we move on to the next game, which was the final final league game of the season, final home game of the season. Loughborough Lightning, who had secured promotion by this, sorry, secured safety by this point. Um, promotion, relegation, yeah, same thing. Um, secured safety by this point. Um, we won 4-0. Um, Amber with two, Beth Merrick taking the penalty and Maz again on the score sheet and with a really healthy attendance again of 335 people well, obviously not quite the 2,000 for Molyneux but that's still a really good attendance. It didn't look that, it didn't look that many from the other side. Did it not? Okay. No. Um, I'll just quickly run through the team uh, Shan, Laura Cooper, Emma Cross, Maz Gauntlet, Tammy George, Jade Cross, Amber Hughes, Kelly Darby Katie Joy. Katie Johnson, Rhea Ellsmore, Beth Merrick. Um, so the obviously two big sort of changes there is Rhea in for Morph and K- KJ coming in for Leah Burridge. I mean, I'm presuming that Morph's just been rested, having played pretty much every game of the season so far. And KJ is... Uh, Wasn't on the bench, Morph. I don't know if it's anything to do with... England University, England FA University. I don't know if she played with them. Ali didn't play either, not on the bench. Yeah, that both makes in, sense. Both in tracksuit. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of. Whether they had a game, don't know. Ali didn't play, Morph didn't play. Both were there, both on both in the technical area, both not named as substitutes. It's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, that, um, which makes sense because they've recently been called up for the England universities. So that make, does make sense. 
I know did hear there was a lot of complaints about offside decisions in this in the sort of the first half. I mean, yeah, first ten minutes, Steve. Uh, the first ten minutes, Loughborough Lightning backline were excellent. Um, they they really stepped up really well. They 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 were they were really well organised. They didn't look like a team that were at the bottom. And there were a few offsides to start with, but the uh, crucially the flag stayed down for the first goal, which was a very touch very touch and go decision. Um, see on the on the replay, it was it was very close. Um, so, but yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a weird start to the game. It was all one way traffic, and as soon as Wolves got that goal, Loughborough sort of their heads dropped, and it took them a while to regroup. Um, but again. How many times do we talk about giving two teams a spell? And they had Tom, you were there as well, weren't you? Nick, were you there? No, I was away, um, unfortunately. Yeah. So, Tom, again, 10 minutes before half time, they hit the post, hit mm. the button, they hit the post twice. I bumped into Shant today shopping in McLeod Glen, and we were talking about the game. I've always got a story. I've literally, Shant's coming to me, I bumped into me at the night shopping in McLeod Glen. And uh, we were talking about it. I said, Oh, you know, they come at you at 2 0, and she didn't hit the post. She was like, oh, Actually, I saved it. Um, and I didn't see that she saved it. Tom, did you? The first time they hit the post, not off a corner. He, he, I, I thought she got something on it. Um, yeah. But I, I think she got just fingertips on it. She told me she did. I was on the other side. But, and, but yeah, we gave them 10 minutes before the, before the end of the first half where they really rallied. They looked a good, organised side. I don't know how they've had a high turnover or what they've done, but they really looked. They've got a plan. They talked a lot of sense. Um, but it was just the timings of the goals which were really key because we've scored two early goals and they've really then they've took a bit of a shellacking and they've took a long time to recover. They've got themselves back into the game uh, in a possession wise, hit the post a couple of times and they've gone in a half time thinking right okay you know we're on an even keel here. But then we run out second half within three or four minutes of the second half bank goal yeah, kills them. Um, but yeah, Rear played really well, um, slotted in. Rhea's got such a sort of laid back and casual style. She just she's so unflappable. You know, we've not seen a lot of her, but she's so unflappable. Um, um, Katie Johnson is the one that came in. Apart from the last ten minutes of the game, I think Katie really struggled to get into the game. It kind of passed her by a little bit. Um, you know, when you're next to Tammy, you're always you're always going to be playing second fiddle, and Tammy does the the flashy stuff. I think I, I love Katie to bits. Just think. I can see the improvements in the physicality. Like I said, the last 10, she really came on because she got a bit more license to get forward, but the game sort of passed her by. Leah, when Leah came on, um, Leah's done a lot more with the ball than when I've seen her. She's always seemed to do well off the ball and the tackles, but she was a bit better with the distribution. So that was good. And then we talked about Beth. Beth picked up a really stupid booking for kicking the ball away after she was she was fouled. The referee tried to play advantage. It didn't come off, and that's what caused the confusion. Mac has watched the game on WhatsApp. He's been WhatsApp video called and watched the game. And then all of a sudden, Hugh's phone rings about two minutes later and it's Mac going, get Beth Merrick off. She's got to get subbed. She's going to get suspended. She's been subbed. She's got to get off. Get her off. Subbed off. And they were like, no, she's fine. She won't get another yellow card. She won't. And they're like, no, get her off. Um, so Beth had to come off and be subbed because she picked up a book in and Mac was stressing that, uh, that she's... Uh, um, that she's going to pick up another one and get suspended for the uh, for the playoff. So that 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 was a laugh, um, you know. Tales of tales from the touchline. I'm not so sure that conversation happened exactly in that because I didn't hear it, but that Terry went in my head. But there's certainly like Maka says, get Beth off, and uh, so a number came up, which was uh, which is fun. 
I can imagine there's certain expletives in, in there maybe. as well. Maybe. Maybe. I just heard that the, the, the signal had been made and they left it a couple more minutes and uh, and, and they did. Uh, whilst I'm on the technical area, I would, I'm talking about Carl. Um, very different character to, to Maka, Carl Milgate. Very, very different character. There's another uh, coach there, uh, AJ or someone. I can't remember his name's initials. I was talking to Shan about it and he seems to be the more vocal of the coach, Carl just sits and, and observes, and I'm sure it has, has a lot. Marcus is really involved in the, the sort of the just the general telling players of position and just what, especially on set pieces and stuff. But uh, really nice guy, Carl. Um, seems to have nosy stuff, but just not a ranter and a raver and a jumper and down. He just sits and, and, and takes it all in, um, which maybe they'll need, maybe they'll not for, for the playoff, but uh, a, a thoroughly nice guy. Um, and a good game, and overall, I've deviated a little bit. Overall, a good game. Uh, got the goals well, played well. Jade cross, Jade, Jade crosses cross for Mazzy's headed goal was pin a point. It was brilliant. Um, Jay played well on the wing as well. Yeah. Beth played very, very well. Uh, and Amber was was lightning. Um, Maz didn't have so much realistically, but great header for the goal. Did take a knock quite early on and came off pretty much after she scored was worried that it might be an injury but it was just an impact she'd taken a bit of a blow to the foot and she said I'll be all right you need a couple of days to, to rest it so yeah I mean I mean Tom one question I certainly it's certainly from following as I said I couldn't make it but following the game on Twitter there seemed to be lots of chances for Wolves could we say we're being a bit wasteful in front of goal or was it just their keeper was on fine form um you know I mean, we got four goals, but you know, I think we could have had more. I think we we possibly could. Um, you know, I think we was a bit wasteful, but you know, we got we got the win. Um, you know, we it's a clean sheet will help us at the back as well because you know you, you don't concede. If you don't concede, you know you, you've always got a chance of winning. Um, but yeah, I think you know we we half time half time we could have been four five possibly six up. So, but you know, as we say, we give to as I said earlier on. We give teams that spell back in the game and we need to learn not to do that because if we do that against some of the bigger teams, we'll get punished for it. Definitely. Uh, and the other big thing was not only was it the last game of the season for Wolves, you know, sort of league season, it was Natalie Woodall, Wids, his last game for Wolves um, and she came on um, and took the captain's armband. Um, Perks has since tweeted out, I'll just read her tweet, a Wolves legend that I've been fortunate to share my career with. 200 plus appearances for a hometown and a leader on and off the pitch. An inspiration for all those girls out there working hard to achieve their dreams of pulling on a Wolves women's shirt. I, absolute legend. I mean, yeah, we all know Natalie, what Natalie Woodall brings. But I mean, Tom, have you got any particular memories of Wids? I mean, you, you said at the day it was emotion. she was emotional at the end. But any particular other memories of Wids? Yeah, you know, she, she's been here since the age of 10 and she's really come through this, through, through the rankings at Wolves. And, you know, she's been a legend. Um, you know, she's got two promotions at Wolves and, you know, she'll bow out now as a champion, um, champion of the Northern Division. It's a perfect ending for her Wolves career. And, you know, she's been involved in some big games for us over the years. And she's been, she, she'll go down as an absolute legend for sure. It's great to see her come on. And take the captain's armband, you know, for the final. If it was final twenty minutes, was it, or something like that? Um, to take the armband and to go out like the way she did, and as a champion, it's just brilliant for her and her, 
and a perfect end to a brilliant Wolves career. Go on, sorry, you must have you must have refereed words at some point. You know, the journey that she's come on has been fantastic. Um, because I remember when it was she was in the reserves and she was captain of the reserves and she wasn't anywhere near the first team, you know, even when they were in the Midlands team. And she's come and she's gone and she's been in and out of the side. And I remember she she was always a she what am I saying? She, she was always a gobshite. She was always really she sort of we never saw her eye to eye for her first few years because. It's a battle of wills. Um, you know, I always like to think I'm right when I've got a similar in, in my hand and she will always like to think she was right. And I probably booked her and I probably even sent her off for, for gobbing off before. I wouldn't surprise me. Um, but it's really nice to see. I mean, and I know she's retiring and I know it was a dead game, but it, it was just nice to see. Even when she came on, and this is not, I don't mean to say it's disrespectful like I wouldn't have expected to, but she's bloody brilliant when she came on. A reading of the game and the things that she did and the clearances that she made, um, and just the, being in the right place at the right time you know, was fantastic, and she she will be missed. She was you know she's really highly thought of. She's been with the club for so many years, for so many years, and I've known her in a football capacity for well over ten years. Um, you know, and whatever she chooses to do, um, and, and you know, and I know she was really emotional at the end, and I thought it was such a nice touch when they, they ran over and gave her the captain's armband. Um, at the end, it was uh, it, it was nice to see. So, and good luck to her for whatever she chooses to do. Whether she ends up at uh, at the uh, ex Wolves Players Association uh, unofficial Kidderminster Harriers, um, who knows? Uh, who knows where she'll end up if she wants to carry on? Um, yeah, but uh, it was nice. It was a, it was a nice moment for her. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, my sort of most recent memory of Wids is it was the whole game where she came on and they were in their white kits and it was absolute it was shocking weather and the pitch was shocking and first thing Wids does pretty much when getting on is a sliding tackle and she's immediately covered in mud but there was hundreds, 100% I mean the game was over as a contest by that point but she gave 100% and that's you can't fault player for that and you know absolutely as you say Si excellent footballer as well but that 100% for the club you know awesome awesome player um We've touched on it already. Um, Maka has been deployed out of country um, by his employer, the RAF. Um, his last game was Brighouse at home. Um, I'll just quickly read another of Perks' tweets before we come on to the, sort of the wider piece of that. Um, Perks tweeted out, I'll either go to serve his country, sums up everything you need to know about Maka, transform the club, never set, settling for anything but the best, and importantly, what is he right for his players and staff? We won't let you down. Um, I mean, I think that says a lot from Perks to uh, oh, from Perks as captain about Macca. Tom, thoughts immediately on that? Yeah, it just sums Macca up as a whole, really. Um, he's been excellent for the club. Um, he's really transformed the club from the way we play, from 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 where we took us. I think I think I remember him saying that when it's his first game, he played in front of was it like ten or fifteen fans. And he's built something special at Wolves, um, you know, and it's just, it's just been brilliant to watch. I mean, the, the two seasons that we had in Tier 4 and, you know, this season coming into Tier 3, it's just been amazing and no one expected us to be where we are. And this is down to what he's built. He's built a brilliant coaching staff around him. He's got brilliant, he's built a brilliant team 
and it's everything about the club, the way he transformed it, and it just sums him up. And yeah, he's gone to gone on a on a tour now um, with the RAF and to, to basically fight for his country. So yeah, just brilliant, and it sums sums the man up one hundred percent. He's a he's a legend at Wolves. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, he's been replaced temporarily by Carl Mil- Milhouse, I think it is. Um, for in who Millgate, 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 Millhouse, Millhouse is at Simpsons. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we'll get the Simpsons references in. Hey, we'll get the crossover. Sorry, Carl Millgate from um, who's UK Armed Forces Women's Football Team uh, manager. Um, and certainly I, I asked around a few people, um, oh, I know, and Everything came across as really sort of really well respected, um, and sort of as somebody who's got a lot of experience in the game, he worked with Andy Cook, who's now at Forest Manager down at Oxford, so he's got a lot of experience at this level as well, which I think is, re- is really beneficial for the club. And as you say, it's like a different pair of eyes looking at things and gives a different perspective. One thought that this did bring to my mind, uh, and Big question: um, Should the club do more to make Maka and his coaching t- team full-time employed person employed for either club? Um, big. I'll chuck that out to you, Sai. Um, I think that I think that they should. It's tricky. It's do you have the option to be able to do that? But then that has as many pitfalls and causes as many problems as it solves. With regards to playing, I just think that. Maka's not going to leave his job for there's not a amount of money that Maka can give. Well, there is, but you know he's on he's, he's working for he's working for the the MOD, so he's working for them. So he's working for the forces, which means he's got forces salary, the perks that go with it, the accommodation, the pension, and everything that goes with working for that. So it's going to take a hell of a lot of money to be able to compensate for that because obviously he lives in I assume he lives in RF accommodation. And then the other team, the other players, you know, we, we talked about Beth coming over from Cov United because they went full time. She's on a teacher's salary that's all that's guaranteed, that's increasing, you know, year on year uh, as part of the, the the sort of the pay scale that teachers have. And there are other teachers there, Perksy. Um, there's probably even a fair few more that are working like, there. Sorry, sorry, just to cut in, I was thinking more just part of the playing staff, as you say, because of those, but actually bringing that coaching nucleus in. So therefore, they become they can do all the analysis and stuff in the background. So therefore, they're prepped. Wait, you mean like paying? Oh, right. Okay, sorry. So I do mean like paying them more and making them full time and bringing more analysts in and part of the playing staff. Just put bring in the coaching team full time. Uh, tricky one. It depends if they want it. It's how much they're going to change it. it. It depends what they want it and what the numbers are. I mean, could you could you pay your coaching staff and not your players? <laughs> Has anyone done that before? Yeah, it well, I, I mean, I think Andy Cook from Forest is paid, but he's the only one there. Yeah, but could it be on a semi on a semi pro? Could it be that you pay them so they can dedicate more and have then that cause conversations with your works or is it a conflict of interests? Um, not only tax man will tax man will love you if you get a second income because you're fully taxed on it. Yeah, um, depending on how much you earn as well could take you over into certain brackets. So it's interesting. It's, it is a tricky one, um, and I'm sure that there's a right or wrong. But maybe the other option is like that, like as you're thinking, branching is maybe just to try and get some a bit more analytics in, I suppose, maybe. Um, but 
I wouldn't want to make that decision. It's something that the, the club would have to sit down with the, with the management side. Uh, I think there's going to be some changes next season to the, to the coaching staff anyway. I think there's a few sort of move, movements and shakes being happened, which generally does tend to happen at the end of the season. Not not Macca or anything, but some of the other the coaches potentially. Um, so uh, watch your space, I suppose. Yeah, Tom, any thoughts? I agree with what Zoe says. Um, on that, you know, I know Mac has got a good job with the RAF and, you know, he's got the perks, he's got the pension, what comes with it. And you've got a question, can Wolves meet that or better that? Because, and you're all now in football management, but in life, your job is never guaranteed. You know, one bad season and, you know, you, you're under pressure. Um, whereas he's got the RAF, he's not under any pressure. Um so, you know, it's one of them. It's just it's what the club have got to decide. We've got to speak down and see what Macca wants at the end of the day. Because Macca might not want to even give his job at the RAF up. It's just one of them, whether he does or not. So it's going to be a tricky one for the club to do. And another question is, can we afford it? Can we afford to do it? Going up into the Championship first season. And, you know, if we all know the struggles, what the Championship brings, it's a very tough league. And, you know, if you come back down to Tier 3... And then you've got a full-time management team. Would you, is that going to be a financial beneficial for the club? I don't think so. But so you know, it's, it's so many things you've got to sit down and think through. So it's not as easy as just saying, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll go and pay him." It's a lot of things we've got to discuss, and I think that's for like for the people at the top to to sit down with management and have and have a word, see what they want. Yeah, uh, certainly some good big questions we have by the club at the end of this season. I think that's going to be something that we'll uh, in, they'll enjoy. Well, that brings us to the end of part one of this edition of the Pools Win podcast. We'll catch you after the break. Welcome back to part two of the 20th episode of the Wolves Women podcast. We'll dive straight in with April's Player of the Month vote. Um, that brings us up to the end of the season. We include the Loughborough sort of game in this sort of Player of the Month vote. Um, so just looking through, sort of the obviously there's been a, a lot of outstanding players this last sort of five five games roughly. Um, Maz Gauntlet, Tom, any thought, immediate thoughts on Maz? Uh, comments on Maz? Yeah, she's been outstanding throughout the month, and as I said since she's come back from injury. Um, she's really, really stepped up and, you know, the goals she's been scoring and she, she's just brilliant. And she's, as I say, brings us something different to the squad and gives us that bit, extra bit of quality in that team as well. You know, so, yeah, 100% she deserves to be up there. And, you know, personally, I think she'll go on and win it. But I think that's my opinion. Uh, so, Kelly Darby... Rock in that in that defence. Yeah, I think she's uh, she's been so consistent. She's been a great captain. I know we've had her and and some perks is the club captain, but she's just been really consistent, really dependable, uh, unflappable. Uh, leads, you know, you hear her, she talks, she communicates really well. She's had she's had a great season, let alone a great month. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, Beth Merrick, Tom, thoughts. Yeah, um, you know, we know what Beth brings. It's not it's not just about goals with Beth, you know, she she links up well um with a front three and yeah, another player who who's deserving to be in the vault and yeah. 
And finally, the final, the fourth contender for the vote, Tammy George side. Yeah, I think that I, I'm not one to sway people, but I'm sure we'll be doing a, uh, a player of the season. Um, and I think that Tammy will be there or thereabouts. Um, you know, certainly not a foregone conclusion, but she's certainly be the uh, strong favourite. She's had an amazing season, really come back to She's had to do different roles. You know, we, we lost Summer uh, halfway through the season. Um, so she's had to change what she did and had to knuckle in a bit more and sort of change what she's doing. But she's just been fantastic, you know. Tammy's been a class above ever since she was sort of 10 years old with the club. So, uh, and she's had another great month and just kept us ticking over in the midfield. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so moving on to the next sort of big, uh, next game, we've got two big games left to go. The first of those is the County Cup final on the 11th of May against those in, who play in Tesco carrier bags. It'll be down the road at the Bescott Stadium, soon to be the, well, it's currently the Banksy Stadium. I call it the Bescott Stadium, the old name Banksy Stadium, soon to be the Poundland Stadium in Warsaw. Five quid for adults, and the Wolves blocks are J, K, and L. Um, first of all, Tom, the men's game against Man City has been moved to the same day after this was fixture been announced. Thoughts? Go for Disappointing. It. Yeah. Disappointing. It's just, you know, it's a big final for us. You know, it's a black country derby. You know, it's bragging rights on the line and, you know, it's going to affect our attendance now. And it's it's a shame. It's an utter shame that, you know, these girls are not going to get the bumper crowd to watch them in the final what they deserve because, you know, they've got a chance to win silverware and, you know, silverware should never be overlooked. And, you know, it's just wrong. I know the club didn't really have much choice. I think, you know, with Manchester City fixtures as well and, you know, the Premier League have just dumped it on him. Um, but, yeah, it's very disappointing and it's just not right, in my opinion. I think, you know, I can't see why we couldn't have played it on a Thursday or a Tuesday, but, you know. Sorry, do you want to come in? Yeah, the Premier League, I spoke to Jenna uh, about it and the, the, the request was asked and we were asked to bear in mind that as in the Premier League are... Well, they're the people that pay the, the millions and millions. So it, it was asked and very politely. And, you know, it wasn't the club's decision. It was completely the decision of the Premier League and they have to lump it. There's not a lot we can do. Maybe if they play, maybe that the way that Wolves, the Wolves men played on Saturday was the most horrendous experience of my life. Um, I think that maybe there'll be more people who'd rather go and watch Wolves women against Albion than watch Man City tonk us off the park. Um, but, you know... I still think we'll outnumber Albion, just not fans based on the, the games that we've played and, and, and the things and the the crest of the wave that we're on, the direction the club's in and the traction that we've got and the fan base that we as a women's team have got. I just think it would have been, it's probably going to be a third less, I would say, would have been the people that would have popped down um, that aren't at the, the, but it is what it is. We'll go, we, we'll beat them, no problem at all. Um, smash them lot quite comfortably and then go and take, a, uh, take some momentum into the playoff final. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was looking at the results and both Wolves and West Brom have played a sort of um, bottom half team and a middle half, to, or middle half, middle third team. So they've played Burnley and Stoke when we've played Brighouse and Loughborough. They lost 10-0 over those two games. Whereas we've won five one over those two games, and you know different teams, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I think you picked a really good point there, Sai. We're on a 
the momentum and the crest of that wave is going to be huge going into this game. Um, so, Tom, we obviously have won the previous two games this season against them, but they're different. You know, it's a playoff, it's a final, it's a, a Black Country derby in a final. It's going to be a much tougher contest. Out of thought, your thoughts? Yeah, they're, they're going to want it, you know, because, you know, we've done the league double over us. Mm. Uh, um, we've done the league double over them, sorry. And, um, you know, they're going to want to get revenge. And it's a cup final and they've got silverware to play for. But then again, you know, there's a lot of Wolves fans in our squad. And they're not going to want to lose a Black Country derby. And regardless of momentum, they're going to be up for this game. They'll want this game. You know, it's your, your fierce rivals in a final. You know, you, do, you don't get to play West Brom in the final very often. Um, certainly the men's team don't. <laughs> um, so, you know, to, to play West Brom in the final and to get silverware and the bragging rights and to do, complete a treble over them, it'll be amazing. It will be an amazing feeling and these girls will want it. So go on, Tom. I'm gonna, you know, you've got to put your money where your mouth is. What's the final score going to be? I think we're going to be up for it. And I think, you know, fair form has been, by they're coming on to the back of it, as you say, with 10 goals conceded in the last two. And I think we lost 8-0 to Burnley. And, you know, a 2-0 defeat to Stoke. I'm going to go 4, 4-0. 4-0. Come on, Si. What's your, your, your views? You need to come off mute, then to give them. 3-0. 3-0. Yeah, comprehensive. I don't think it will be. I think it will be first goal will be crucial. They have a little bit of a uh, a spell, as, as as they always will. But I just think that we'll, we'll outclass them. I just think it will be 3-0. I don't think it will be particularly pretty. They'll try and do what they can to... I don't want to make them sound inferior or be disrespectful, but they'll just try and dig in and try and frustrate for as long as they can. But I still think they will we'll comfortable. Uh, three nil winner. So, yeah, I, I just wonder whether with the fact it's final and the fact they'll they'll do as you say, dig in. Whether it won't be as high scoring, uh, I'm really tempted with a. I think it's going to be a two nil um, game and just one either side of half time and and that's it. They won't come back out at us after after we get the second just after half time. That'll be it. They'll shut up shop and we'll just see the game out. But hey. We'll wait and see. There's some good results there, or good predictions there. Moving on quickly, moving on to um, touch on uh, the, I said disappointment. It's not. They've done really well. But the RTC under-16s, they played their final uh, last week. And unfortunately, they did lose to Aston Villa. But I think it shows how much this the, the whole team, the structure of the club is, is developing, that they've actually managed to get there. So I think it's a you know sort of real sort of credit they've done themselves and the themselves the, the team the whole the club of credit. So I think you know well well done isn't necessarily the right words, but you know sort of um, they've done well. Um, moving on also to the reserves and the low players. I mean I think it's really interesting, Tom, that Leafield have not lost in any of the last four games since we've loaned them an additional couple of players. Um, not saying that that's the reason why they've they've done. They've um, stayed up this season, but I think it seems that the reserves players are doing well at Leafield. Yeah, they seem to be doing brilliant, and you know it's great that we've got a connection with that club as well. Now that you know, it gives as I've said before, you know, it gives these girls a chance to gain first team opportunities and gain experience. You know, it seems we've worked 
it's worked with Katie Johnson. She's she's come back and she's been brilliant. You know, she's a better player for it. And these girls will learn. And, you know, it's great to see that they're getting these opportunities. And, you know, if we can carry on that link up with Lee Field and possibly, you know, link up with another another team, if you get promoted it to the, you know, championship link up with another team and get, get some of these girls out and, you know, to, to gain that experience because you don't, you don't get that kind of experience in the reserve setup where, you know, going out and, and getting the experience is, is key to, to their development. Yeah, from the right side, the RTC under 16s, they'll now move into the reserve setup. There isn't a under 18s as such, is there? The RTC? No, there is no under 18s thing. Um, I think that we, if we are in the championship, we'll probably try and apply for WSL Academy League to enter and teams and to play them. Um, see, see where it goes from there. I was actually thinking at the Loughborough game, thinking we probably could do with an 18s now. I don't know how many teams have an 18s or a 19s. Um, so it'd be interesting to see because the Wolves reserves was a development, so they had to be under 23, and then they changed it to a proper reserves. Um, I think that dependent on division, there's lots of lots of decisions to be made and lots of different sort of where they go. You know, we, we've said before we need to be a bit more competitive. Their, their league wasn't competitive 50% of the time, probably even more. It's probably being a bit generous, um, and they need to be able to use and have a reserves team of players that they can call upon should they ever need to and say, right, you know, you're in the reserves, but you were good enough to to, to fill a gap. And that's what reserve team football used to be. Um, you know, and it was a place where players that were coming back from injury could get minutes or if they're out of the team could get minutes and then the, the interchange and that works both ways. Um However, it doesn't always work that way in an ideal world, you know, with such things like ridiculous being cup ties playing for your reserve team. So then, are playing for your first team, and then you cup tied for your reserves and stupid crap like that that the uh, that the league like to throw out. So, um, yeah, let's let's get up, let's get into the championship and sort of see where they go from there. I, I would like to see an 18, so I think it'd be a good idea. Yeah, man, I certainly think the. I mean, Leafield have been very complimentary of the players, so I think it would. Really, I personally would like to see more go to Leafield or see some of them go. Those reserves who are currently those players currently in the reserves getting out onto the. Lee field and getting some good first team football. Um, I think it'll do them the world of good. Um, Tom, any additional thoughts on comments on that? You are mute, mate. Not just sigh. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, as I said, you know, it's just great that they're getting, you know, first team, first team experience there. And I just want it to continue to give these other girls a chance. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, yeah, and congratulations to Leafield as well on securing their their survival this season. I think that's really really good for them. Um, moving on to a couple of the bits of pieces of news and, and stuff, the women's football magazine have got their their votes out for their um, various awards for this season. Um, Wolves are in have got um, contenders in three of the categories, so we'll need to get voting everybody. We've got National League Coach of the Season. Macker is up for that. Um, National League Player of the Season is somebody who we've talked about earlier this today. It's Tammy George has been nom- Tammy George has been nominated, um, and the Grassroots Coach of the Season, it, Tom Warren, has been nominated for as well. And so I think you know we'll we'll share the link, but please do uh, get voting, and we'll get you know get to, let's get the some more. Don't vote for Tom. Don't vote for Tom. God, he'd be unsufferable. Tom, if you're listening, I'm not going to vote for you because I'll never bloody at the end of it. I've already voted for you, Tom, so don't worry about it. Oh, whatever. That's <laughs> Come at me, I don't care, Tom. 
<laughs> that's uh, that's Tom not that's uh, sign not refereeing a couple of matches for the time being. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, I think, and and sort of just to sort of pick up on the wider piece of news, sort of not as it's broader than just this. Um, the fan their review has been endorsed by the government. Or Tracy Crouch's fan their review has been endorsed by the government, which is yeah really positive. And one of the things she said out of that was the fact that there needs to be a separate fan their review of the women's game. Um, and I think that's going to be really beneficial. I mean, side just quickly, if there's one thing you could change within the women's game uh, or sort of make to make the women's game better, what would it be? God, that's true. Throw that on me, Jesus oh, Christ! I'm sorry, yeah, you go. Um, Tom's laughing because he he's, he knows what's coming. He can think about it now. Jesus Christ! I mean, we're recording this at five to ten, and I'm throwing this at me. And um, there's lots of change. One thing. I just want to get more fans. I just want more fans to say, and that's difficult because there's not much that you can do about getting fans there with engagement. I just want to see more support, especially from men's teams and money and, and, and facilities for just be on an even keel. And these girls need to get paid and they need to get a good prize money. And it, it is all money, but these millions and millions of pounds. Okay. If I'm not, I would, I will put my hat on if I had my way, I would say that every player in a men's team in a Premier League and Championship which has got its pitfalls because there are teams not affiliated to men's clubs so it's quite difficult but if it is, that they should look to um, they should look to paying that the players should put, I don't know, half a percent of their salary into women's team or something in their contracts, just a little tiny bit and they should contribute towards it just to help the, the women's football that is my first initial reaction, but then I do feel sorry. If you like, we've talked about Leafield, they're not affiliated to a club, so they would just disappear into ether. So that doesn't work either. So, oh Christ. Um, more money for more everyone. Money. More money for everyone. Tom, <laughs> about more money for everybody. What would you do? Um, for me personally, I'd change the league structures because I personally think they're outdated. I just think that, you know, the need expanding and I think you know this silly thing about this playoff why should we have to play a playoff you know what I mean you're champions of your league I mean can you imagine saying to a men's team that you know oh you've won your league but you now got to play a playoff it just doesn't happen does it and I just want the leagues to change and I think you know is it the Chelsea managers called for it as well wants more more teams in the league and, and with doing that you know, it creates it creates more. It won't. It generates more money for a start. You know, you've got more teams competing in there. It makes the teams more competitive. You know, and it's, and another thing I would possibly change is prize money. You know, we've seen the rise in the FA Cup this year, which is brilliant. You know, um, but we want we need more of it. You know, we need to see. You know, to help these small clubs out because, as Sai says. We're all right. We're affiliated to men's team, but the teams like Leafield, they're the ones that need the help because they're, if they're not, they're just going to be pushed to the wayside. You know what I mean? And it's it's going to be hard for them. So as the women's guys as a whole, I want more. I want to see more. You know, expanding of the leagues, scrap the playoffs. We don't want them. You know, if you're champions, you go up. You duly deserve. You've won your league. You've played all year round. You've earned your place, and you've earned your place in the, in whatever league you're going to be promoted to. Because I just think it's outdated and wrong. Yeah, don't absolutely agree with you, mate. Absolutely agree with you. I mean, all I would might say is keep the playoff just so we can have the north, east, and the south every every time. You know, just keep them uh, southerners in their place. 
um, and just have it as a charity type, you know, sort of end of season contest. Um, the other sort of, and I agree with everything you said as well, side there about increasing the funding. Um, what I would also chuck in there is treat the clubs or the sort of the purchasing of tickets and things like that, same as you would do the men's game and, and have home and away fans as that sort of, Certainly, once you get outside the you know sort of into tier two and tier tier one, the WSL and the, and the championship, we should have home and away se- sections. We should have yeah. We go onto the wall if we wanted to buy tickets, go and see Wolves women play. Whoever we're going via the Wolves women website, we're not having to register with ten to twelve different championship clubs to try and get a ticket. Yeah, which should be as same as if you're doing it for any other club and just sort of keep this simple because otherwise you end up getting bombarded by 10, 11, 12, 13 different clubs just telling, saying, why don't you come and buy, watch us play? And you go, no, because you're not Wolves. That's why. There we go. There we go. Let's end up, get us off our soapboxes <laughs> before we get into trouble. Um, Tom, anything else from yourself, sir? No, I think that's um, everything covered. Sight for yourself, all good. I'll go on, the mate. Yeah, go on. It's Jesse's birthday. It's Jesse's birthday, and she's skiving. It's Jesse's birthday, and we've had to leave it right at the end. So we're going to tell her, Jess, we've got a special message for you. But it's right at the end of the podcast, so you've got to listen to all of it to get to the part <laughs> of your birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jess. Uh, I don't know if she's been out today. She was going to try and get on, but you know, I wouldn't. I, as much as I love you guys, I wouldn't record a pod on my birthday. So I'm glad she's not here. I hope she's having the most amazing day from all of us. Um, so, and she's been a, a key part of our team. She fills us in with all the knowledge of all. She knows every single female player in the prem in the WSL and the Championship and uh, England. And she's a she's a little gem. So I hope she has the best day. Yeah, and she was busy fangirling it as well on uh, Sunday as well because there was uh, yeah. Man City in, and England in, in England International. Someone Hemp. Lauren Hemp. Lauren yeah. Hemp. Yeah. You see, if Lauren Hemp walked past me, I wouldn't know who she was. Well, she's bloody good, I tell you what. Oh, I've seen her on tab, but I've seen her for England and stuff like that. I've watched her play for England, but I still wouldn't know who she was. Yeah, well, there you go. That's why we have Jess on the show. Exactly. All about them. But yeah, as you say, Si, happy birthday, Jess. Yeah, uh, happy birthday, Jess. Right. And with that note, we'll uh, wrap it all up. Thank you very much for listening. You can find us all on social media. And obviously, please do leave us a five-star review and tell us your opinions about the West Bromwich Albion in those reviews. We'll enjoy reading them. The uh, more accurate, the better, I shall say that. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much.